Good morning. Welcome to the Bond Center Morning Services. Thank you so much for being with me. I absolutely appreciate it. You can get involved by calling 800-411-2663, 800-411-BOND. You can also email us, church at bondinfo.org, church at bondinfo.org, and put your name in town, name in town. So you can get involved right now with today's topic. Good morning to everybody here. Thank you for showing up. Uh, I, I do appreciate it. I'm uh, a little excited because I like our theme for this year. Uh, I really do like the theme this year. So it, it is causing me to really pay attention to myself because I want to be what I say. And so it's forcing me to keep my eyes on myself, and I appreciate that. Do you know what the theme is this year? Yeah. What is it? Trust the truth. Oh, okay. Um, before I get rolling here, because once I start, you won't be able to stop me. Anybody have any questions from last week's subject? You thought about it, you wondered about it, trust truth thing. Yes, sir. Uh, what I was thinking of, you know, what, what, uh, you know, what we do, what a lot of people do, what most people do, is they trust their thoughts and don't trust truth. How about you? Let's keep it on stuff today, whatever. Yeah, okay. Uh, well, I, uh, uh, I know what thoughts, that thoughts are misleading, they have misled me in my life a lot. I mean a lot, yeah. okay? So you have not trust truth in the past? No, I've not. Yeah. I've not. I've not been able to. I wasn't conscious. That's a good point. I have not been able to. 99.99.9% of people are not able to trust truth. That's right. Absolutely. That, that's the reason why I actually brought it up. And now, you know, I, I know that, again, I have to say, I don't know, most people are totally controlled by their thoughts. That's, that's the way they live. How about you? They're actually controlled by their thoughts. You're mostly controlled by your thoughts? No. No? No. Oh. No. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I've... But if you're not controlled by your thoughts, why can't you trust truth? Uh, I oh. do trust truth. Oh, okay. You yes. do now? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I do trust truth. Right. But there's one thing I want to add. Uh, you see, for instance, uh, some of you even said it before, uh, that uh, it, you need to be, you need to gain consciousness. You need to become more aware. You know what? If you don't, if you don't have a lack, and if you're lacking consciousness, you won't even see what's going on. You won't even see that you are actually controlled by your thoughts. You will not see it. Yeah. You will not be aware of it. And, Absolutely. Uh, so, so to the extent that I lack consciousness, I'm still being controlled by my thoughts. Well, you can't trust truth as long as you are trusted the lie. And most people trust lies over truth. And we were talking earlier about worried about if someone respect you or not. And only people who care about, who love lies, are concerned about others respecting them. I don't think Christ gave a hoop about who respected him. His concern was about pleasing his father, you know, doing the right thing, being a righteous man. And I think that's where, the, well, I know that's where the focus need to be. Be a righteous man or woman. And when you're a righteous person, you're not concerned about who respect you. You can give a hoop about that. <coughs> I know people who go into a church building 
and they respect the church building more than they respect themselves. They'll go into the church building and act all holy and lift up all holy hands and hoop and holler and sing God's songs and then walk right out the door and cuss you out. I, I know that. I'll go right home and have sex out of where I They just don't respect themselves at all. And there's something wrong with that. That's not the way you should be living. If you don't respect, there's a song, uh, Respect Yourself. Uh, you going out the world backward like you did when you first come here. You ever heard that song? Yeah. The staple singers. Yeah. No, nobody give a hoop about you. You got to respect yourself, and that's where the power comes from. But most people do not respect themselves. And, I don't, and they don't think about they are not respecting themselves. And it's, we got to wake them up to that. And we'll get to that more later. Yes, yes, ma'am. So how do you know what truth is? How do you know what truth is? That's a $100,000 question. How do you know what truth is? And, and John is dying to answer it. <laughs> He's like, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that like a good question? Yes. Yes, Jesse, that's and a real good question. Too. Sometimes I could just recognize, I just know something's the truth, and it's beyond uh, my analysis. You know, oh, yeah? I just know it. Yeah, I can just see it. All so right. I can't really, I can't define what it is. Ozzy, how do you know what truth is? Because it just, it just registers very plainly. And, um... I love that question. Thank you. How do you know what truth is? Conscious. Conscious. Uh, and see, I think my conscience would tell me who I'm lying or who it's not. I'm sorry? It's not the truth. See, God said, seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, and all things will be added. These are the things that we need to know. And most people don't know it. You need to know these things. That's why when we come here and we have our discussion, I don't want you to walk away and for the rest of the week just get lost back into your world of struggling with life and trying to figure out and hustling and bustling. You have to find that place so you can think on these things. Because you'll be surprised how much you don't know when you think that you do know. But you don't know. But you think you do know. We are as dumb as a doorknob and don't know it. And the intellectual, elitist intellectuals are the worst. They're dumb and don't know it. But we got to know this. How do you know? How do you know the truth? Was that the question? Yes. Oh, what is true? How do you know what the truth is? Well, well uh, uh, the truth, what well, well, the scripture tells us, the truth comes from the word of God. And anything that lines up with righteousness, like you spoke of earlier, could be identified as the truth. The truth has, a, has multiple meanings. I, I think it has multiple meanings. But anything that lines up with righteousness can be the truth. And anything that's opposite to a false uh, hood, you know, would be true. Oh, okay. If it's opposite of falsehood. Michelle, how about you? How do you know the truth? I bet when you yell at John, you think that's true. <laughs> that's the truth. <laughs> you yell at your husband, you think, oh, this is true. No, I'm kidding. 
Go ahead. How do you know? I just think God gives us a, a, an awareness. You do? Yeah. Okay. How about you, young lady? Right? I would say the same thing. We would be aware of, you, we know what's right or wrong. Oh, okay. You would be aware of what's right or wrong. Yeah. Okay. Isn't it interesting? And, and, and I, like, I like this kind of fellowship because hopefully it's causing all of us to see ourselves. It, it, does this help a little bit to do it this way? Yes. Th that's why we got it. It causes us to seek the kingdom first. That's why I like these meetings so much. You got to keep me on my toes. Thank you for that. Um, you, you have a nice smile. You want to respond to that question? Not necessarily. <laughs> I just, when to me the truth, it just presents itself. And I mean, I have a conscience <laughs> and I know the truth and I know when I'm getting ready to say something that's not the truth. And then I think about it and I go, where, where is it going to get me if I, don't, if I don't say the truth? What do I have to gain if I say something that, you know, like if right. I talk, telling a story, I could change it to make it a little flavorful. But I said, no, just tell the truth and let be will be. Right, okay. So. How about you, young man in the back? Um, say, uh, define it through bad. Uh, common sense. Common sense. Yeah. Common sense. Common sense is true, that's for sure. Um, before I get into what to answer that question. What do you guys think about the feedback I just got back? Anybody see anything about the feedback we just got about that question? No? Yes. Okay. The way I see it, uh, you, uh, when you ask, uh, when you ask that, uh, that question, it seems like many people were uh, at that moment were trying to uh, figure it and uh, find to figure things out. Uh, yeah. out. Yep. As, if, as if you come off guard or something. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> wow. It's like they've been caught off guard. And until this point, you thought you knew what the truth, you thought you just had that answer. Isn't that amazing? Yes. See, God wants you to know, and you can know what to know if you seek him first. Really. And you're not putting him first. Just because you read the Bible, just because you go to church, there's not an evidence that you're putting God first. It's like an, it's, it's a lifestyle. It has to become a lifestyle. Uh, my cousin's like jumping up and down and answering. He's like, please call on me. I haven't been here in a while and I want to answer that. How do you know the truth? <laughs> <laughs> See how badly he want to answer? <laughs> Cut him off guard. <laughs> well, how do we know the truth? Really, I would say. Well, what I would say is already really been said for the most part. Oh. Common sense. Common sense. <coughs> okay. The answer is, did you want to add to that, Faye? You look like you want to say something. How do you know the truth? Uh, it's just self-evident. It's what's not in our head, not in our thoughts, not in our imagination. It's, oh. it's, I agree, it's common sense. It's, it's, you know, it's not revealed in our intellect. Yes, sir. Uh, <clears throat> truth. Uh, I mean, you, you see it. It's as plain as can be. And you're absolutely sure 
What you see is truth, and nothing can get you off that. I mean, there's not a person in the world that can change your, change your mind, if you can even call it that. Yeah, okay. I mean, it, it, I mean, you see it, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, that's the truth. That's deep. <laughs> <laughs> can you stop that little, can you shoot the little girl? <laughs> uh, yes, ma'am. In the back, I saw your hand. You know, it actually, it's kind of confusing. I mean, because I know I don't have absolute truth. You don't have it. I don't have absolute truth, but then yes. Are you I sure about that? I, I I know that because I I mean I I know truth. I know some truth, but I know I don't walk in that absolute straight line. So, therefore, I'm I'm blinded at times, and I don't see the truth until maybe later on. Oh, okay. You know, stuff like yeah. that. But, see, I do know people who, who can uh, say something, and you know it's not the truth, but they in their hearts would think that's the truth. And they're totally blind, I think. But, you know, truth is, I don't know, it, it's maybe something, it's, it has to be, abs you have to absolutely know that you don't know the truth first before you can spot it. <laughs> All right. Yes, sir. I just like to add to my comment. I, mean, I, thought, uh -oh. I thought just you're taking a risk. Yeah, <laughs> I, I thought just came to me. The truth is anything that's uh, supported by facts. Anything that's factual. Really? Yeah, that, that's the, never trust your thoughts. Huh? Never. Never. No, your thought added. <laughs> Everything is factual. Never, ever, but never <laughs> trust your thoughts, buddy. Factual. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. Can you define? Um, I know people that tell truth. Right there, you know, they consider themselves to be honest people. But what I realize is that you could be a quote-unquote honest person and still not be able to handle the truth about yourself. So, can you explain the difference between those two things? Yeah, but let me come back to it. Let me finish up with this one first. Rhonda, you had your hand? I was going to say it's... it's you remember the question? What is truth? How do you recognize truth? How do you truth? recognize the truth? Yeah, how do you recognize it? It's within us, and yeah. in our consciousness is when we're still, but the problem is we don't trust it, which is a thing for this year. When we doubt it, right. we don't. We don't okay. All right. Anybody else want to take a... Yes, sir. A hit at this? Voice, yes. The, the ability to recognize the truth comes as a result of a calm, centered mind. Okay. Thanks for that. Answer. <laughs> <laughs> that really answered it. I heard the clock ticking. <laughs> yeah, I heard the clock ticking. Everything went quiet. <laughs> Oh, I had a, um, a young man that we worked with in Bond. He came to Bond, I guess about 14, 15 years old. And he called me up this morning and said, hey, I, I know you're getting ready for your meeting, but I have to tell you something. And I said, yeah, I absolutely get ready for my meeting. Because I read my son, one of my sons, have, but this is not who I'm talking about. He has a habit of calling me early in the morning when I'm getting ready. But I have to slow down and listen to him. But this, this other person called me and said, um, I broke up with my girlfriend today. And, and, and I feel so much better. I finally did it. 
And, 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 and he said, but I still have a sadness about it, but I finally did it. And I asked him, I said, Aren't you, are you glad that you went through the bond program and you understand the man and woman relationship? You, you know now what you're dealing with as a young man? And he said, yeah, I'm really glad that I went through that. Because had I not gone through the program, I would be suffering today, unnecessarily suffering. And I thought, wow, it's so good that young people are getting a chance to go through this and hear it because they're not going to suffer as much as we did by not hearing the truth and how to deal with life. So it really was a, and, uh, it really was a nice testimony to hear that because a lot of young men and women don't know how to deal with one another. And they just catch a lot of unnecessary hell trying to make something work that is not meant to work. So it was a good testimony. But back to uh, how do we know the truth? The reality is, and if you can accept this reality, you shall know the truth. The reality is we don't know the truth. We do not know right from wrong. We don't know it. You can't recognize it. Unless you're on that straight and narrow path of seeking first the kingdom of God, and he will reveal it to you as needed. As needed. Otherwise, you don't know the truth. You really, we just don't know it. And egos do not want to accept that it doesn't know the truth. But we don't know the truth. And if you doubt me, think about many things you have done and you thought it was the truth. And it turned out to be a lie or it turned out to be wrong to see it. It turned out to be hell. And what is true in this moment may not be true in the very next moment with the same situation. And that's why uh, God said that uh, we have to lay down our pride, our ego, because the ego is always judging right from wrong. It's always making us, the nature of the devil is always making a, a decision about right and wrong. And it's never right. So we don't know the truth. That's why you have to live in this moment in God's presence so he can reveal the truth to you. So he, we can discern the truth. And when you discern the truth, as it is happening, you don't go wrong. You, you cannot go wrong. But if you think you know the truth, you're a judger, you're making decisions, you're playing God, and you're not going to ever have peace in your life. But we don't know the truth. It has to be revealed to us in the, in the moment. And that's a hard thing for the ego to accept. As a matter of fact, when you know that you don't know the truth, you stop judging yourself and others. You really do. You can't judge your fellow man, meaning that you can't hate them when they're wrong. You just see it for what it is because you don't know what's going on. You can't discern what it is. It has to be revealed to you. People who are judging right or wrong are suffering like never before in life because they are making decisions about every little aspect of life. But you know, we don't know the truth. We like to think that we do, but we don't. And so that's how you know the truth, by accepting and knowing that you really don't know. And he will reveal it to you. He really will. Isn't that cool? Yes. And I'm okay with not knowing the truth. <coughs> when I thought I knew the truth, I had problems. A whole lot of problems. But once he caused me to lay my ego down and I realized on oh, myself I could do nothing and I know nothing, that's when life became easy because I can see the truth as needed. Anybody disagree with that? 
Okay. Did that help a little bit? Yes. Did that kind of make you think, wow, that's true. And if you doubt me, examine your own life. That's why it's so important to get to know yourself. You ain't never made a truth decision in your whole life. <laughs> Let's be a black. You ain't never. You have never made a right decision in your whole life. Really. But you think you make a decision. You think you know the truth, and you don't. Somebody get mad at you, you go off on them. You're mad at them. Because you think you know the truth. You don't know the truth. God said we know nothing, and of ourselves we can do nothing. But the ego said, yes, you do. You know everything. You know how to make decisions. You know how to judge. And people tell you, judge this and judge that, and you have to make decisions. You got to be somebody. You got to be wonderful. And you're spending a whole lifetime trying to be God. And you're suffering unnecessarily. Unnecessarily. You got to lay your pride down, folks. Then you're trying to force folks to do it your way. I can care less if you do it my way. (laughs) I'm not going to spend one night of staying awake because you won't do it my way. Really. And I'm not going to be mad at you about it. We're going to get up and have breakfast and grin and just have a good time because you got to live your own life. You can't live mine. I can't live yours. I don't have a right to judge you, and you don't have a right to judge me. But when you think you know truth, you're constantly judging. Isn't that true? Yes. All the time, the mind is working overtime. Yes, sir. What about certain times like uh, a moment of reckoning or a moment of suffering, and then you see the, the truth about yourself? You know, without uh, feeling sorry for when you like stop feeling sorry for yourself. When you are able to see the truth, it's only God who allows you to see it. You cannot make yourself see the truth. Well, I understand that. But if you're experiencing pain and suffering, and you just disregard your your needs and, and wants and stuff, and I just want to look inside of yourself during those hard times, wouldn't the truth be revealed to you? It's all depend. I mean, it's depend on your motive for it. Because a lot of people, they want the truth when, while they're suffering, but as soon as suffering is gone, then they go back to the lie. <laughs> so their motive is wrong. And that's why only God knows our heart. And so you can't trick him with it. Because a lot of people say, oh, help me. They'll pray, they'll sit still and know God. And as soon as life starts working out a little bit, they stop praying. Oh, I feel better, so there's no pain, there's no reason to pray. Anybody ever done that? Uh-huh. So the motive is wrong. You have to have a right heart for it. When I, when I, one of the reasons I was able to overcome or he caused me to overcome, because I just, you know, I knew I was wrong. I knew I was suffering. I knew I had tried to change my own life, but it just wasn't working. It just did not work. And I was asking people to help me. They didn't know how to help me. So finally, I just gave up. And I surrendered that, hey, I can't do anything about this, so I'm going to stop hating myself. And that's when he took over, when I surrendered to that, when I stopped trying to save my own self. And the moment you stop trying, it's going to change too. Because you can't serve the lie and serve God. It's a spiritual battle. Yes, sir. I think it's interesting when you ask that question, the ego 
I saw around the room, everybody still wants an answer yeah. to answer that question, and it's also to answer it right in front of everybody, too. Sound all good. To, and, but the temptation is so strong to, rather than just saying, hey, I know, or something like that, it's, there's that temptation anytime a question's asked of you to come up with an yeah. answer. It won't make you say, I don't know. It's like driving down the road and you're lost, and you stop somebody on the road and you say, hey, how do you get to this location? And rather than them saying, well, I don't know, they'll give you or send you the wrong way. Yes. So from the, I've learned that. <laughs> I've learned that when I stop somebody to ask for direction, when their eyes start rolling, <laughs> you know how they start looking around? I'm like, thank you, sir. Oh, ma'am, I'll find it. Because they're going to send me the wrong direction. Rather than saying, I don't know. And I've, been, I've had people to stop me and say, hey, how do you get here? And there is that pool to want to tell them. Well, go down yonder and make a laugh. And they'll have no idea where you sent that person. But I just say, you know what, sir? I don't know. I don't want to get you lost, so I don't know. But that ego want to have an answer all the time. And if I had gone off on some of the people in this room who gave me answers, if I, <laughs> you'd be want to curse me out at the end of the meeting. Why you make me look bad? My answer wasn't wrong. The ego doesn't want to be corrected. It doesn't want to. It's, uh, it's nature is that of the devil. It does not want to be corrected. Isn't that amazing? Yep. You got to lay that down. You got to die from it. You need a new nature. All right, I saw some hands. Yes, sir. So it, it's weird that the answers sounded correct. They're kind of <laughs> like, you know, and then I didn't have anything else but that. So I didn't have anything to say, and I'm kind of feeling hiding a little bit. <laughs> almost wanted to get behind her a little bit. Yeah. And they kind of sound right. So they almost sound so obvious that there's almost no need to even answer. <laughs> but yet when you gave the answer, I understood what you had said. Because I actually went through the same thing this morning, um, doing a, kind of like a dis disciplinarian type of thing. And I kind of like didn't know which way to go to discipline or not or whatever. Yeah. And so I didn't. It was more important that I didn't do anything and just be, you know, here. Yes. But I tell you what I did recognize is that I was angry about. I was somehow personally offended, you know, and I'm sure that it was the reason That's I couldn't eager. figure out which way to go because yeah. something got me personally about it and I was angry. Your ego. But, yeah. Want to be God. And the best thing to do was, uh, was just to, instead of going off into my head about what selection I'm going to make as far as which discipline, yeah. it wouldn't have done any good. The best thing to do when you don't know or see clearly what to do, do nothing. And then watch how the ego doesn't want you to not to do anything. It makes you feel like you've got to do something. You've got to have an answer. If you don't see clearly the answer or what to do, do nothing. Wait upon the Lord, and he'll provide your every desire. But your, your devil nature won't let you wait. That's why you must be born again, because the devil wants you in hell. He want to keep your darkness, so he's going to make, oh, you're nobody, you're dumb, you need to make a decision. And you go and make a foolish decision. And, and, and some of the answers that were given here are right answers, but they are learned answers. And they only apply to that process of learning. And that's why I said you got to watch these thoughts because you're learning about good and evil, and that's not going to get you anywhere. It's only going to puff your ego up. Your ego up. Those were learned answers. Those are things that have been said. And so the people have picked them up. 
And every time I ask a question, they run right back to the learned answer. And they think that's it. And that's why a lot of people don't grow spiritually because they, they pick up truth and hold on to them because they think that's it. There's so much more to it than that. Uh, spirituality is a growing process. It's like a child, you're constantly growing. And one answer is not the answer. So when I come here and I say what a lot of you people report or repeat it, don't hang on to that. That's not it. You know, it's not it. You're never going to grow spiritually if you just learn things and then try to live them out. You're not discovering. The kingdom of heaven is a discovery process. You're constantly discovering things. You almost want to feel like you know the answer. You've got 100 questions in front of you. And question 60 is, what is truth? Yeah. So I've got the answer now to what is truth. I can move on to the other 99 questions. Yeah. Here, you know? It's so unfortunate how the, I guess it's unfortunate. I, I don't know if it's unfortunate. Because God did it. But it's unfortunate. I don't know if it's unfortunate. <laughs> but it's interesting how he set this thing up when we could be so connect, connected to the intellect like that, you know? When he doesn't want, he sent Christ so that, well, I, oh, he didn't really want you that way because he sent Christ so you wouldn't have to be that way. But yet you need to be that way for a while. Did you know you need to be confused for a while? And the reason that you need to be confused for a while because if you, were, if you had peace, you would never come together as husband and wife and create a new generation. People who have perfect peace don't need love. They don't need all that other stuff that people who are living in darkness are going after. So it had to, you need to live in the darkness for a while if you want to be married and have some children. <laughs> That's why in the darkness, you, you know, everybody married hell, right? Nobody happy. But you need to be in hell to make babies. You can't make babies in heaven. Did you know that? Like, what are you talking about now? <laughs> huh? It makes sense? Yeah, when you have peace, you're not looking for love and on the outside. You're satisfied. And when you're satisfied, there's no need to go after something else because you're satisfied. But people who live in their imagination, who love lies, who live in this illusion that is in their mind, they don't have peace, so they're constantly looking for love so they come together and make a baby and then start getting over it. But, but the world would be doomed then because that means that the most darkness type of people will end up making the most babies eventually and they'll end up winning the wars. Which is happening now, actually. In other words, the people who are most into darkness and most into hate and all that stuff, they end up being the most into that stuff and they populate the most and make the most, have the most sex and have the most kids. Oh. Do I have a clock going again? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but my point is, I think that's why the setup is like that, so that when you're separated from God by living in your head, you're looking for someone else to be your God. You're looking for love. And, and so you come together as man and woman. You get married, make some babies in that fallen state. And then after you realize, wow, I had enough of this hell, you start to wake up, you know, seek God, and now you don't need the woman anymore, and things start to change. That makes sense. But people who have peace, they're not looking for that because nothing is missing. You have to feel like something is missing in order for you to look for love. That's what I'm talking about. Yes, ma'am. Well, you know what? I, I'm not really looking for love or anything like that. But I don't you know blame what? you. 
Um, I kind of think that, uh, I mean, being a woman, I, I really wish I had a man that would kind of like help put me in my place because sometimes I can't see it, you know. Oh. And uh, it seems like a, a woman does need that man to kind of like help guide her. Well. And it's not that I want to live in the darkness or whatever, but I mean, I'm actually pretty content, you know. But I know I can get out of hand sometimes. Yes. Well, since you're not married, you don't need a man to do that. Only women who are married need their husband to guide them. Right. But a woman who is not married can go straight to Christ herself, to guide herself. Right. And if I were you in this day and age, I wouldn't wait for a man to do that. <laughs> because finding a man today is like finding a needle in a haystack. Well, yeah, that's the Have you noticed that? Men, they have, men have switched identity with women. They have totally switched. I, can, I was at the barbershop the other day. There was one guy acting tough, and one was nice and soft. Nice guy, tough guy. And I, I sat there, and I said, I bet you both of these men were raised by their mama and didn't have a daddy. And so I said, I asked both of them, do you have a father in your home? And neither one of them had a father. And they both were acting like mama. You know, you can just see that nature in them. One was trying to be tough, mama. The other one tried to be all nice. Likeable, really nice guy, but mama. I'm like, it's so strange how men have switched identity. They'll become like mama. And then the women are becoming like men, and it doesn't work. You know, they become more masculine. Masculinity doesn't work in a woman. Not that kind of masculinity. So, it just, so if I were you, I wouldn't wait for no man. No, I, I'm not. And you, don't need, you need to seek God yourself. So he I can mean, change your wicked like heart. A godly man, if I did have a man. I'm sorry. I would like a godly type of man, you know, or somebody who loves God. Oh uh, well, forget about it. Hang it up. <laughs> <laughs> I would even ladies who are not married, especially the older ones, the younger ones too, really. But the older ones, if I you, I want to be thinking at this point. <laughs> all the all the good men are dead, and the rest are weak. <laughs> and it's the truth I wish it wasn't that way but forget about it ladies you better go right to God and forgive your fathers stop hating men so that God can save you because you're not going to find it in a man I think Kenyon got the last one and he was white <laughs> there no more. do you have any friends <laughs> I'm sorry um, oh, that sounds so wonderful. <laughs> With God, all things are possible. They're going to take God and the angels and Jesus and everybody to come change these men. But you're right. With God, it is possible. But if we don't put the truth out there, then it's not going to happen until Christ returns. And I don't want to have to wait that long. All right? Um, yes, sir. Okay, when you say that, uh, said earlier that many of these people gave you the right answers, seems to uh, seem to learn, uh, seems to be learned truth, uh, truth and not discovered. Yeah. Yes. It brought me back to what uh, what you told me la uh, last week that every uh, everything I am a mistake of trying to uh, make something of itself through uh, through educa education. I yes. came to see that it seems like. The more you educate, the more it seems like you're putting the burden, uh, burden of understanding on yourself, uh, putting the bur uh, burden on yourself. Yes. And when one day when I stop, uh, sit still and pray about this, it's as if a, nor um, 
and Norris' burden uh, was lifted from me as if I didn't have to make any real uh, any decisions as if the decisions were already made for me. You gotta let that spirit of the knowledge of good and evil go. One of the worst mistakes that we're made in this country, one of the worst mistakes, there have been a lot of more other worst mistakes, but one is that there's this notion that everybody and their mama gotta go to college. You notice that? It's a drive to send your kids to college nowadays. It is the worst mistake that has ever been made because these kids are going to college, colleges around the country, they're coming out devils. They're coming out demoralized, brainwashed, and dumbed down. They're not, and I remember in the good old days when boys were boys and men were men, people encouraged you to go to trade school too. Learn a trade. As long as you can work with your hand, you'll do well. Because, and I realized by learning a trade, it didn't mess so much with your, with your intellect. It didn't really brainwash you learning a trade. But everybody and their mama going to college and they're being brainwashed, dumbed down. And, and so don't just sacrifice your kids to the colleges around the country because the devils are there. You send your child off and they come back. I have two of my own that we sent off to school and come back. I can't hardly stand them. You have to fight with them. They're ready to bang every issue and they want to do well but they've, they've been intellectually messed up. They really would like to do well. Don't send your kids out, learn a trade, homeschool, teach them something else. <laughs> I saw this hand first. Yes, ma'am. I distinctly remember being challenged by that when I was in college because I remember talking about it here being, there's this intense pull to become overly competitive, to fight your friends, to be the best, yeah. to just to give in and kind of, and they get sucked into it. Yeah. And I really struggled with, this is what everyone else is doing, but it seems so wrong. But and I don't necessarily want to do it. I almost lost, left business school over it because I just, I just couldn't deal with, I, it seemed so bad and like you were losing your soul in the process. I'm about to say you lose your soul. Of going to, 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 to win yeah. this contest everyone's in. And being here helped me to, to stay in it, but not to get too caught up into it. But it's, I mean, if you didn't know what was happening, it's too easy to get pulled into it. It sure is. I'm telling All you. All they teach you to do there. This battle is a battle between good and evil. It's a spiritual battle. And some of the worst of the worst of the worst of the worst are teaching your children. They, they are of their father, the devil, and you're sending them off and paying $50,000 a year for your children to be brainwashed. Come back as little devils. Yes, Ken. Yeah, that's a really interesting topic. And I think what's interesting is there is this interesting story about if you put a frog in, in water and you slowly turn the heat on, uh, the frog will actually unknowingly uh, boil to its death. And I really liken that to what's happening with the educational priorities of yeah. the United States. And what's really, what really it's all about is the education system is is absolutely evil yeah and it's real simple that the whole priority and this is a lot of what you teach here at bond is that you have to dedicate yourself to spiritual life first and what a lot of families have made the big mistake of is that hey if i work hard and i get my kids through college i've done what i needed to do and we're yeah. talking about some immigrants that have been through a lot of different things and they believe that i'm giving my offspring a better chance yeah. And what they've really done is it's the frog in the water 
is they've really grilled their children because if you go through undergraduate, you know, there's already an impact. But then you start going to graduate school or law school and it completely sucks away the spiritual life of somebody. They, they take on this competitive attitude, this intellectual attitude, and they get so far away from the spirituality that it's very hard to make their way back. And they're, gone. they're, they're absolutely gone. Yeah. And so it's literally the, the institutions of universities are setting up a mill ultimately to do away with the common sense of, of, of the youth. Yes. And I remember when Kent were going through the law school, it was like they were trying to just, all they could do is just break him down. Just, remember that, Kent? Sure. Just destroy everything that was good. It was literally a battle for us to deal with that. I mean, just literally working on his mind and just break him down. We had to use the cross. <laughs> we had to go to Jesus. We had to sit and meditate. We had to do everything to try to fight. It was, it was, it was a country boy like me and uneducated. It was interesting seeing that happen with someone I knew. I mean, it was like uh, even Scott, when Scott was going through uh, 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 Princeton and all those, the same kind of battle. It's like they, they, they intentionally break you down take away everything that you've learned about God. It's like they put you in, a, in, a, in another reality. And if you don't know this is going on with your children, they'll come out of college and then they hate the parents. They don't want to take care of you anymore. I'm not going to pay you back the money. I mean, just all kinds of things. So you got to, I wouldn't be sending my kids off to these schools if I were you. There's another way. There is another way to do it, but you got to trust what's right. You're selling your kids over to the devil. Okay, I mean, but you can do it. Because you're going to face the devil every day anyway. Yeah. Pick your poison, whether it's in school. But you no, know, everyone doesn't need to go to school because some of these families go broke. Absolutely. You know, go broke. I have friends who they, put themselves $100,000 of debt who'll never pay it back just to go to college. But And when they get out, they can't even find a job in, in what they went to school for. Right. You know, it's like a waste of whole time. And yet now you got brainwashed dumbed down adults. Well, there's you know, too many people in schools that, that people don't need to go to college. Yeah. It's not gonna. You gotta watch, God gave us the responsibility as parents to watch our children. That's why he set up that order of being married first. You need to be married first, and a man needs to love what's right more than he does his woman, himself, or his children, so that you can train them in the right way to go, and if they happen to go off to school, they're not so easily broken down and brainwashed. Because the reason that Kent was able to make it, because we knew what was happening, and he had been trained growing up, so he, he saw, as well as you, I remember talking to Kenya about this stuff too, they already knew the difference because they had something to compare it to. And fathers and mothers have that responsibility to help their children, by example, understand this spiritual warfare going on, so when they go out into the world, they're not so easily taken over. Because you're right, you got to send them off somewhere at some point. But they need to be rooted in a solid foundation of truth. And I'm not talking about just truth with words. you got to live it. It must be a living example. Because everybody and their mama talk about the Bible or God. When you're not a living example, you still set them up to fail. This is such a powerful thing, but a good thing when you love what's right. Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way, and everything will be added. But you got to put first things first. I saw a movie last night, and then I want, uh, what was your name again? Keith. Keith. I want you to read something for me, all right? Um, 
I saw this movie called Revelation. Revolutionary Road. Yeah, you saw that? Yeah, it's depressing. What is that, something? It's tough to watch. Man, who's the actor in that? Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. Is that a new movie? Somewhat, yeah. Anybody seen that? Have seen that? Yeah. Revolutionary Ooh. Road. Making everyone to get married. <laughs> if you have not gotten married or you're thinking about getting married, don't watch it until you get married. <laughs> because if you watch this movie, whether you're a man or a woman, you will not get married. Did you guys see it before marriage or after? Before. And you wasn't still it like, did it? Wasn't it like right before? We, are, oh. we already engaged. The deposit was down. Oh. <laughs> yeah, money was already put down. It's too late. <laughs> Revolutionary Road. If you, I, I happened to be flipping through the channel again last night, and I caught it right when it was coming on. I, I've seen it on before, but never watched it because it, I, I could never catch it when it was first coming on. That movie, I don't know who wrote that movie, but they were right on the money. I mean, they lay out the man and woman relationship. I mean, it's suffering, suffering, <laughs> suffering, and more suffering. It was depressing, you say? Oh, God. Because it, it's, it's, the couple is, they're pursuing what the, the dream is supposed to be, and they're in complete hell every step of the way. Yeah. Trapped by it. And yeah. it's their own Believe device. me, all you folks out here who think you have dreams <laughs> about what you want out of life, this will make you lay your dreams down. <laughs> and forget about your dreams. This is why I said last Sunday, you're not supposed to have all that stuff. If you seek first the kingdom of God, he already has a plan for you. He'll lay it out for you, and you'll just walk in it. That's right. Really, it'll find you. But don't let the world set you up to become revolutionary road. So if you get a chance to see it, I don't know if it's on DVD, you can rent it. I highly, highly Unless you plan on getting married, recommend it. <laughs> it's a good movie. It's a really good movie. But very, it's, very it's good haunting. movie. Was it popular when it was out? It was like one of those independent films. It won, oh, that's why it's so good. Award, yeah, won a bunch of awards and stuff. Yeah. It's a great movie, but it's just, it's a soul-shuddering kind of thing. Sure it is. Oh, my God. It's too much reality. When did the movie came out? In like 2008. I like those independent films. They're more true than those other ones. Have you noticed that? They strip it down. Yeah, I was introduced to those by Kent. He, you know, Kent thinks he's all that. So he used to take me to those independent movies, and I just fell in love with them because they're more true. They're more about real life. You may not necessarily agree with it all, but at least many of them, they present life as it is. And like you're sitting there looking at it, and you can't believe it. So I recommend you see that movie. Uh, we've been talking about the battle bit, a spiritual battle between good and evil. I just want to show it to you in the Bible. And Keith's going to come up and read. Turn to, uh, uh, real fast here. What is this? Ephesians. Yes. Anybody, anybody have any questions about anything we've said so far? Or disagreements? Anybody? John, you looked puzzled for a while there when I said... We don't know the truth. You okay with that? Um, yeah, no, I learned, I learned a ton from that. That clarified a lot of things. In oh, okay. Um, but I don't think uh, what I said, um, I think I sometimes see the truth. You do sometimes, but we don't know it. You only see it when he allows you to see it. Yeah. But a lot of people assume that, we, that they know the truth. Yeah, but I don't think... Um, <laughs> I don't think I'm... Um, 
I was wrong. <laughs> no, all you guys were right. <coughs> uh, just hang on to that. Learn. So let's see what happens. Uh, okay, Ephesians. What do I want? I want ch chapter six, verse. Starting at verse ten through twenty. All right, this is really good stuff. And the re the reason. Oh, I messed up. The reason I'm telling you this. Because I want you to wake up. So like doing, doing your day while you're living your life, you become conscious of what's going on in your life and you're not caught up in it, really. Seek first the kingdom of God in his right way and things will be added. Our battle is really a, excuse me guys, Ozzy. Do, you, do I have to take my, take my belt off or something? That's right. Uh, come on, Keith. You know how to read. I call on a white person because I didn't want the blacks to mess up. <laughs> Look at Ozzy, Ozzy, and and uh, <laughs> and Rodney. Say, Ozzy, that's not nice. <laughs> so what? Okay, okay. I want you to start here. When it says spiritual warfare, mm -hmm. and I want you to end that. You never read the Bible before, right? I read the Bible a couple times. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Had oh. me read a lot. You haven't? Are you feeling nervous right now? No, I can read it. You, you, you have a degree? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, can I still be up here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to embarrass the white man. Oh, okay, right there. All right. To 20. Right there. All right. Finally, go strong in the Lord with the strength of his power. Put on the full armor of God so as to be able to resist the devil's tactics. For it is not against human enemies that we have to struggle, but against the principalities and the ruling forces who are masters of the darkness in this world, the spirits of evil in the heavens. That is why you must take up all God's armor, or you will not be able to put up any resistance on the evil day, or stand your ground even though you exert yourselves to the full. So stand your ground with the truth, a belt around your waist, and uprightness, a breastplate, wearing for shoes on your feet the eagerness to spread the gospel of peace, and always carrying the shield of faith so that you can use it to quench the burning arrows of the evil one. And then you must take salvation as your helmet and the sword of the Spirit, that is, the word of God. In all your prayer and entreaty, keep praying in the Spirit on every possible occasion, Never get tired of staying awake to pray for all God's holy people. And pray for me to be given an opportunity to open my mouth and fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel, of which I am the, an ambassador in chains. Pray that in proclaiming it, I may speak as fearlessly as I ought to. Thank you, buddy. The armor of God is consciousness. It really is. When you sit and pray, when you, when you surrender all that you think you know, Will you stop getting up and hooping and hollering, praying to God and begging and whimping and whining? Will you learn to accept reality as it is, but don't hate it? And you sit still, he's going to call you to wake up. And that's what we need is an awakening. Inside of us, there is another reality. There's another. This is called the kingdom of heaven. And it's inside of us. And when you are angry because... 99.999.9% of people are angry. 
you have resentment in your heart. And as long as you have that resentment in your heart, you're never going to be able to uh, uh, put on your armor to fight evil. Because you can't fight it on your own. You just need to see it. And he will show you how to fight it. But if you're an angry, resentful person, you're never going to be able to fight evil. It will always overtake you. This movement that we were talking about, those people were struggling with life. And there was nothing they could do about it. And just like you struggle in life, with life, there's nothing you can do. You've got to drop it. You've got to accept reality. Don't hate it. Sit still and pray so God can wake you up. And then you will be able to see in a different light, and that's when you can deal with this spiritual warfare that we're dealing with in life. So I encourage you to sit quietly when you pray. Shut up and know the truth. You know, just quietly get up in the morning. I've been doing this for the last 21 years. And, and I get up every morning, and I used to hoop and holler. I'm, I was a Baptist. I tried everything they say do. You know what I mean? You know, Hoop and holler. I used to do that thing where they pray. Anybody ever prayed in other tongues when you get up in the morning? It's the most insane thing you can do, but I did it. <laughs> and that did not work. It was only when I was able to realize, when he caused me to realize that I could do nothing on myself, and I surrendered. I gave up. I stopped hating myself. I stopped hating my parents and just gave up. He allowed me to see in my life change. And now I can see it in a different light. And I'm guided by the truth. And I'm not bragging. I hope to be a testimony to that. Because if I can overcome, anybody can. I was the worst of the worst of the worst. Talking about sinner, they had a big capital S over my name. It was just big, big old sinner guy, right? Weak, pathetic, emotional, doubtful, angry, just hated my mother, didn't, hate the, didn't like the white folks after a while. Just hated everything. But when, he, when I saw, when he allowed me to see that I was wrong, and I sat quietly and stopped begging, he allowed me to see and my whole world changed just like that. And 20 years have gone by, and I've gotten better for it because the more I see, the more I let go. The more I let go, the more I let go, the better life is. I'm telling you, all the stuff that you want, it's going to be added unto you. But you've got to put first things first. And don't worry about what somebody else is doing. Don't worry if they're doing it or not. You get up in the morning. You sit quietly in your prayer place, whether it's your bedroom or wherever you pray, in the bathroom, and just be quiet and allow God to just do the rest. And he will. You have my word on that. But you got to let go. You got to stop being mad about your situations because when you're angry, you're playing God. You're judging your situation. And as long as you're judging he cannot be your God. And when you see that this battle really is a spiritual battle, you're going to stop being mad at the world and then overcome it. And greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. But you've got to forgive your parents first. You've got to forgive them. They could not help themselves. And don't be in denial about resenting your parents. You hate your parents. But you got, they couldn't help themselves. They did the best they could do. Their parents set them up. So I will... I, I will, I will, it starts in the home first. There's no such thing as good parents creating bad children. Bad parents are creating bad children. These parents, we are born right into hell. Angry households, out of order, and it takes away our innocence and set us up to become like our parents. That's why these boys, these men and women are switching relationships. 
because they're overreacting to their mothers and to the women in their lives, and the women are overreacting, and it's a mess. So I encourage you to sit quiet and know the truth. It will be revealed to you. Be honest about yourself, but don't hate what you are, who you are. And the struggle will end, and you can start living. That makes sense? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I'm telling you, the more, and take it from me. The more you let go, the more he'll take over. And there is not one person on earth that's going to give you peace. Not one person, not one dollar, not one dime, not someone liking you or disliking you. Uh, it doesn't matter if you live in Beverly Hills or, or, or Watts. Only God can give you this peace by waking you up and call, taking away that ego nature and replacing it with his identity, which is perfect love. But you got to sit still and let it, let, it, let it happen. You can't make it happen. You can cry until the cows come home. It ain't going to happen. You can read the Bible, color the Bible up until you're black and blue in the face. It ain't going to happen. Highlight it, listen to tapes until you surrender your life. When you realize, you know what, I'm a screwed up person. I can't help myself, but I am messed up. And don't hate it, the change will come. All right? And then nobody's fault but yours as an adult. But it's your parents' fault as children. So you got to stop hating your parents. You become just like them. Think about it. I appreciate the feedback today. Go to my website at bondinfo.org. I have a Be Still and Know prayer CD there. And for, because this is so important to me that you calm down and learn and just let go, I'm giving it away to you. Be Still and Know. You can, I just want people to wake up. Because when we wake up, we are no longer going no to be black and white, male or female. We're going to be brothers and sisters in Christ, for real. Because we're going to serve the same God. Right now, we're all divided because we think we are God and we're not God. So let go. Did this help today? Yes. I learned a lot. Thanks for the feedback today. You guys don't know nothing. All right. Bye. For more information or to purchase a copy of this show, visit us on the web at www.bondinfo.org or call one 800 411 bond you